nation. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. He said, this is not correct, but I have no choice. What will I lose if I launch out again? I will not lose anything. Already I was washing my net. So trying again is not a problem. Let me try it. Fellow, we know, I will try And sometimes you have to try it. Because the Lord said, you try it. You see, you just have a blind faith and walk. Let them call you names, you just walk. Because you will definitely get there. You look frustrated, but you get there. And when you get there, you return. They will know that you have gone and you have come back. He says, I've tried all night. I've caught nothing. I have done all that I need to do. In fact, if you want to know, oh boy, I am tired. Oga, I am tired. I can't do it again. But if you are telling me now, I've wasted fuel, I've wasted energy, what will I lose? I'm already washing my net when it came. In fact, the, the, the whole business was a bad business. And if you have used it and you said I should go again, why not? I'll go. For you to see that what you are telling me, it will not work. But I will do it for you to see. So when he tells me, say, hey. Since when did he become a fisherman? You, you are a son of a carpenter. <laughs> and now you are... T- and, and you see, the, the irony of it is that you get fishes more in the night. But not during the day. You see, during the day is when they mend their net. That is when they do everything. And the guys have gone through at the night. Where they should have gotten fish. Which is the normal thing. But during the day, when the sun is directly on the water and the sea is hot and you can see the fishes will not appear. The only fishes you get are small, small fishes who are trying to learn how to, to swim with their swimming skills. But the real fish, you will not find them. And that is the time that the Lord said, go back. In other words, they are working against the trend. Ask somebody, can you work against the trend? This is how everybody is doing it. This is what everybody is saying. That you are going this way. Because the Lord said go that way. You look crazy. The first sense. Three senses I said. One was experiential knowledge. Three knowledge. Three levels of knowledge. The first one was experiential knowledge. He says that by my experience. We don't catch fish during the afternoons. It's in the night. So we have toiled all night and caught nothing. My experience as a fisherman for a long time, that's no way. And sometimes our experiences limit us from the glory of God. The man by the pool of Bethesda 
I'll continue this message tomorrow. The man by the pool of Bethesda sat by that pool. He saw all the movement. He has an experience of the pool. He knows when pastor lifts up his hand this way, this one is going to happen. When pastor walks that way, this one is going to happen. When he has all the history of God house, understands the God church, understands what pastor does. So when pastor moves, say, oh, pastor is going to prophesy. I told you he's going to prophesy. Didn't I tell you prophesy? Ah, he is prophesying. When pastor said, ah, I know pastor is going to call the choristers to sing first. Hey, ah, so, so, so he's in the church. Instead of being a participant, he has become a spectator. He's only observing by those. You see, spectators can be beaten without enjoying anything. But participant enjoys the money. I, am I talking to somebody here? I prophesy over your life tonight. May you be a participant and not a spectator. experience experience when you have been shocked by electricity before whenever you are getting to the socket your mind will start telling your your senses will tell you hey don't get there it will happen again there are people who are afraid to drive not because they cannot drive experience when they wanted to learn their first driving they had uh, <laughs> so there is a fear to approach the car it's better I sit down to be drive than be driving it is not because they cannot drive but there is an experience that is oh, come on who am I preaching to I prophesy today the Lord shall deliver you from that experience that experience can never hold you the Lord will lose you from that experience you shall be free from that experience Experiential knowledge. The guy proposed to you. He looks genuine. He looks God-fearing. You are planning to marry. All of a sudden, he leaves you. And here you are broken. And you went through counseling to be rehabilitated and restructured. And now you are okay. Another man is coming. That man enters into your life. You are watching with that. You are close one eye now. You have shine your eye. You are looking is he also coming to behave that way pastor said oh this man is good he said thank you pastor when you go say pastor you don't know this one I watch <laughs> so, so you are going to the thing one leg in there one leg out you are in the guy will do everything that shows love he said this one you know, you know the love <laughs> I will not agree we said oh I want us to marry he said can you take your time I'm praying you are not praying you are only watching experience will make you even to lose your blessing. Not because you don't want it, but because of what you have gone through. Experience. Experience will create a nature for you and turn you into that when that is not who you are. If an experience makes you to conform instead of transforming. Experience. And then all of us sitting now, we have one experience or the other. And that experience is what makes us to behave the way we behave. In fact, psychologists have determined that your experience actually defines your character. Your experiences. From your childhood days. What the teacher told you. How you were treated in the home. And everything. Some people today, they've grown, but they can't trust anybody. It's not because they don't want to trust, but experience has made them so. 
that I put through, they are afraid to invest. It's not because they don't want to invest experience. There are people today that they are married, but they see the men differently because of the experience their parents went through, the mother went through in the hands of the father. Experiences, experience the hands of your bosses can determine the way you treat others. Experience can make you either gentle or violent. Experience. So when you don't allow the Holy Spirit to send the beam of the anointing into your mind and begin to rewire and reprogram you, you can still get saved, but your mind is not renewed. So you will see people and still see them in the light of your experience. People will hurt you and you cannot forgive. You can be a child of God but full of bitterness. You love God with all your heart. You worship him. You do everything. But the truth is that your heart is not free. It is not because you don't want but there is an experience you've gone through that is so bitter to you that you cannot let it go. They will preach about forgiveness and you will listen alright but it is difficult for you to practice because the Holy Spirit has not have access to take it away. You see your experiences cannot be erased by yourself. It can only be raised by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Experience. Peter said by the experience I have gone through. I have toiled all night. Yes, I know what you are telling me. I should change this way. But I have an experience. I have an experience. Tonight, I pray that the Holy Spirit will give us grace to let go certain experiences. So that we can begin to see clearly with the eye of the Lord. Hagar was running away from Sarah, the mistress. Because of the experiences she went through in the hand of Sarah... Even she was at the place of deliverance, but she did not know. Experiences can shorten and blind you from your blessings. The child was crying. He said, let this child die. I don't care again. Because the truth of the matter is I don't even know what to serve the child with. But before then, God's angel met her and gave her a word. In the midst of her pain, she forgot the word. When the Lord came back again and dealt with the experience, he opened his eyes and he saw water. What experience have you gone through that is stopping you from serving the Lord? There are some of us, some experience you went through. You enter into a church and your attitude changes. You are in a church though, but you are watching the pastor too. Is he like the same pastor I met? So when pastor moves this way, he said, wait a minute. Am I seeing right? So it doesn't allow you to open up to receive the flow. You have rather a critical spirit than you can have the spirit of meekness. The man by the pool of Bethesda, he said, I know all the movements. What new are you coming to introduce to me, man? Jesus said, rather than no, if I use the same method, this man will not be healed. So you take your mat and go home. Because there's no explanation I can give you that can help you. Just take your mat and go home. I believe that one itself was a struggle. Your experience can block you from your miracle. If God has not intervened. The man who sits by the beautiful gate begging more money. 
experience is that anybody that passes by dreams some coins, isn't it? So when Peter and others were passing, he said, Master, the same thing. Drop some coins into my hands. They said, no, you are meeting the different people here right now. We did not come to give you money, but we came to change your life. Silver and gold, we have none. I believe the, the man will be saying, what, what, what are you talking about? I need money, you are telling me silver and gold, you don't. If you don't have silver and gold, clear from my front, let me do my business. Say, such as we have, we give you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. The man said, what are you talking about? That is why Peter have to hold him and lift him. Because when they say rise and walk, the guy was still sitting down. He doesn't want to rise and walk because his business is being spoiled. <laughs> Today, you walk by force, by fire. Rise up and begin to walk. May the Lord deliver us from certain experiences. The second level of knowledge was the sense knowledge. And sense knowledge is the knowledge that we admit all of us. And we acquire that based on our sensory, what the psychological, your sensory motor operations. So when we, when we learn, we study, when we are going to school, school is informing our mind, our heart, and our hands. That's what education does. So it informs your mind, it informs your heart, it informs your hands. What comes into your head determines how you behave and then what you do. So that is how it happens. So that is the five senses. So we now do certain exposure. Is that not it? You speak your level of English based on whatever it is. So somebody who has not gotten to that level will not be able to appreciate or do certain things that you do. It doesn't mean the person doesn't know how to do it. But when a person gets the knowledge, he upgrades himself to that level. Do, 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 we do understand it now. So now, Peter is saying that in fishing, the technology of fishing and how we need to do fishing but this method you are showing us does not add up. It doesn't make sense. But our study of the movement of fishes, because fishes move in a shore, like a group. And by the movement of fishes, they don't move around this time. They move around this time. And so if you say we should go around this time, it doesn't make sense. So by our experience, it doesn't work. But our knowledge, what we study in the classroom, it doesn't help. So stop, stop disturbing us by the economic principles of the country. It doesn't work that way. The man who was by, the, by Elisha was there when Elisha prophesied. And by the king, he said, even if God will open the heavens, nothing can happen. Because by his economic understanding and by his agricultural exposure, even if you want to plant a seed, it will take time. Depend upon even which seed you are planting. Let alone if it should rain. We cannot harvest for Samaria to get food. So what you are saying does not add up. It doesn't make sense. Am I talking about If you are there, you will say that, no, this man is becoming too low. No, the truth is that if you were also there, you will question it. You will question it. Because sometimes, they will ask you to do something and you know that by the mathematics you learned, one plus one is two. How can one plus one become three? Hello. How many of you here, by your education, you have not questioned something before? of God. And how many of you have questioned it? Because when it, God is doing it, it doesn't happen. The thing is that what you have learned in class and what they are telling you is totally opposite. Now, let's look at simple financial principle. The best principle is that the more I keep, the more I get. Is that not it? So, investment is key. So, they teach us how to invest and all those. And then this principle, I say, cast your bread upon the water and say, you shall find it. 
The one we withhold shall be stolen, but the one that biblically gives shall have. And we know that by the principle of economy, it's a reverse principle here, that when you are rather spending, that is when you become poor. The more you keep, the stingy you are, the more you have it. Like Salasmana. <laughs> oh, can somebody give the Lord a clap of freedom? So when I look at financial principles, it doesn't add up. And here I am, I have to give. That is why people can struggle in giving tithe in the, in the church or give an offering. Because he doesn't see why he should have the highest denomination and the smaller denomination and he should give the higher one and not keep the small one. Because in the financial terms, he has to keep the bigger one and give the small one. But in the kingdom of God, God says he's the reverser. Give me first to eat. When I am not eating, I should give you first to eat. That's why Elijah showed the man. Give me first to eat. When I am satisfied, I'll give you. No way. Then you didn't hear right. I come to your house. The last food you are going to eat. I said, give me first to eat the food. When I eat your food and I finish, then you can also eat. And that is your last food. When you hear me being knocking and I was coming, you push the food under your bed. Tell me if that is not what you would do. <laughs> Let's be real. We all die. There is no food to eat. And the last food you have. And you hear a knock in your door. You are about to eat. Will you keep that food? so that is knowledge so our teaching our culture our exposures also limit the power of God to act in our life then Peter said I have tested experience I have tested sense knowledge but all these two did not work so nevertheless at your word now what is he referring to I'm referring now to revelation knowledge Knowledge that comes by revelation. Jesus, you are the son of God. Peter said to Jesus, and Jesus said, flesh and blood, Matthew chapter 16, has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven is the one who has revealed this. Which means that we cannot know Jesus by intellectualism. Neither can we know Jesus by logic. And neither can we know Jesus by sense. But we can only know Jesus by revelation. The church is known by revelation and the church is not known by sense. Am I talking to somebody here? It takes revelation to know the church. It will take revelation for you to know your pastor. It will take revelation for you to know the anointing in the house. It will take revelation to know who is by your side. For Bible said that we know no man now after the flesh. Do you know it? You don't know it. <laughs> you see, you know it because you come to church. You walk together. But you see, the real hair is a spirit. So, you meet the man. I want to marry the man. Pastor, I love the man. I love that little lady. She looks good. And I say, do you know her? Say, oh, no, we have courted for five years. We've done it. That is not knowing. Because by the spirit, you don't know the person. Bible said the disciples, after Jesus died and raised up on the way of Emmaus, they were conversing with him according to Luke's account. They were sharing, discussing, and, and they were even talking about scriptures, the death and the resurrection of Christ, and everything was going on. They were working with a real man who died and rose again, but they did not know because they never had revelation. He went with them in the night. He was he said, stay with us. He took the bread. He blessed it. He broke it. He gave it to them. When they started eating, Bible said, their eyes opened, a man disappeared. How many blessings have disappeared from your life because you do not have a revelation 
I'm not, I'm not about to preach, but I'll end here. <laughs> have I talked to somebody yet? How many blessings have you not missed because you missed a revelation? I declare over your eyes today that may the Lord open the eyes of your understanding. Paul says that when I know that you are saved, I pray for you that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that you may know the hope of your calling and the rich inheritance that are in the saints. I prophesy may every fall off our eyes may our eyes be open to the blessing that awaits us may our eyes be open to the hope of God's glory may our eyes be open to the miracles of God may our eyes be open to the favors of the Lord may our eyes be open to the blessings of God for our life may our eyes be open somebody say God open my eyes Say, God, open my eyes. When your eyes open, you'll be shocked that the very place you are standing in your home, at your workplace, the very business you said is not working. When God opens your eyes to see the prospect of it, your attitude will change. Anyone you have seen following something that you think is not working and is following, there's something you have seen that you have not seen. Elisha saw the glory of Elijah before Elijah got there. So the 50 prophets, sons of the prophets, told him that, look, you are wasting your time. The man moves you from Gilgal to Bethel, from Bethel to Gilgal to this. Are you not tired? Don't you see that the man is frustrating your life? Leave him because God is taking your master away. He said, don't bother me with it. I know. What did he know? Ask somebody, what do you know? Your revelation will determine how faithful and committed you are. Even in the house of the Lord and what you do. And even following his servant. Because what you can't see, you can't have. So Paul says in Ephesians 1, among everything, he said, when all these things happen to you, I cease not to pray for you. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. In the book of Revelation, he said, your eyes should be anointed. That your eyes may see. He said, anoint your eye with salva that your eyes may be seen, that you can see clearly. When your eyes are opened, you will ask yourself, wow, is that what I am looking for? When your eyes open, your attitude changes. Peter said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down my net for a catch. And when he did that, he had a revelation and his eyes opened and he caught many fishes. Until you have a revelation, you cannot migrate to the first level, next level. It takes revelation. Revelation. Businesses others will run away from. By your revelation, you make money. Doors that are closed, by your revelation, they will open. Revelation is the key for you to rule in life. Anybody that has made it had a revelation. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at 
www.icgcestegon.com or email to yawatempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord